Welcome back to season three of the On My Heart podcast. I'm your host, Scarlett, and I am so thankful to be back for yet another season to hear more of the life-changing news of the gospel and learn practical ways that we can live for His glory and look a little bit more like Jesus Christ every single day. My prayer is that this season is glorifying to God and a blessing to you. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's guest is Lauren Molesky. And for a little introduction, I have to go back to the basketball days. <laughs> Way back in the day, Lauren and I played basketball together. And I truly just remember thinking you were one of the nicest, most friendly people that I ever met. And I was just so grateful to have a friend like you because I was so shy and I was terrible at the time. <laughs> so I was just thinking this is going to be so scary with all these new girls. But everybody was so nice. But I just specifically remember you that year. Um, and I did just have to add this. I don't know if you remember this, but when I was asking you to be on and just thinking about you, I remember, I don't know where we were at. It wasn't in tournament, but it was a regular season game and you had a buzzer beater on JV. Do you remember this? <laughs> no, I do not. I promise. <laughs> I promise this happened. I don't remember what game it was, where we were, but I promise you had a buzzer beater I'm, on JV. I'm honored. <laughs> yes, you did. So just had to tell you that because she's a baller, so don't mess with her. It's just <laughs> been a while since I've been on the court, so hey. keep your expectations low. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I feel like once a baller, always a baller, okay, but okay. that's just what I, what I think. But um, really to get into it, I, you have so many gifts outside of basketball, and um, one that stands out to me is just your videography and photography that I've been seeing on Facebook for the last couple of years. And even from the beginning, when you were living in Memphis, what stood out to me about this is that you always use this gift for God's kingdom first. And I just respect and admire this so much about you. So thank you for being such a godly example to me and to so many others and thank you for being here today lauren welcome oh, to the podcast oh, thanks thanks for having me yes i'm so fun. excited yes i can't I, believe our worlds are colliding i like, know I legit Yo, we haven't seen each other in so long it's it's really like, sad like yeah. six years would you say it really, more it really might be that's a lot yeah because i also played with her her little sister in basketball that was after she'd already graduated so yeah, it's been a long it's time. A so this I'm just so happy. I know I was like a friendly face, a familiar <laughs> face again. But and I know like I always have to introduce people, but I truly do mean that you really were so kind and reached out to me as a young, you know, I guess I was 15, really scared, whatever. And you're just so sweet to me. So I really appreciate that. But we're going to go ahead and get into the podcast. I'm going to ask the first question, which okay. is what is your testimony? Oof. That's a good question. But first of all, I just want to say I've been super encouraged by how you're using this platform for God's glory, because I think each platform we should be using and each talent and ability that the Lord's given us to do something, we should be using it for his glory. So I'm super, super pumped to be here. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. I'm so excited that you're here. <laughs> but yeah, so I come from Memphis, Tennessee. I have been in Memphis for Literally my whole life up until moving to Kenya, which we'll get into in a second. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I come from a big family, like six siblings. And we, yeah, life was full of basketball my childhood. Literally, since I have six siblings and all of us played basketball, we all were, literally, I felt like my childhood was spent at the gym. Yeah. Like literally from all day, every day. Um, but I also was raised in the church. And we would go to church every Sunday, do the typical, normal, uh, what is it? I'm in America. This I've only people been in America for eight weeks. <laughs> um, the Bible Belt. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> so we're in the Bible Belt. We are. We're right? in the Bible Belt. We're, we're in the South, the deep South. Uh-huh. And uh, cultural Christianity is a thing here. So, yeah, for sure. Um, which we'd love to tap into later. But I uh, went to church every Sunday and was very, as a child, I was really angry um, and just very kind of lost. And mm. I saw my siblings' faith and was like, okay, like they have a hope that I don't have. And I want that. Um, and so I became a believer when I was seven years old, mm. which really seven. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. when I was baptized. Oh, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um, and yeah, like ever since then, the Lord after that started immediately convicting me of the anger. It was mm. like, how do we find joy in me and who I am? Um, and shortly after that, well, I guess shortly fourth and fifth grade rolled around and I was like, okay, I have the faith and I have the knowledge of God, but how do I, as an individual, live this out? And really, he used the armor of God to kind of um, enforce that and to open mm-hmm. my eyes and to be like, hey, we've been given all of these different tools. Um, why aren't we using them mm-hmm. for his glory? Yeah. And so around that time, the Lord also started to increase my desire for media. My mom and dad gave me a little blue camera when I was like nine years old. <laughs> I love that. Oh my word. And immediately I like just started pushing all the buttons and having fun with it um, and literally used it everywhere, everywhere I went. And just like you were vlogging before it was cool. Weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, yes. I'm going to see those vlogs. <laughs> a lot of them are on private now, the embarrassing ones. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just literally started playing with that and realized uh, quickly later that the Lord was increasing my desire for that. Um, and then around the same time as, you know, probably we started to get to know each other, the Lord um, had me join a discipleship group, which I had never been a part of before. I'd always been a part of bigger group settings um, and never really got close with the community just because you can easily I feel like in the American culture, go day to day and feel good about your faith, but mm-hmm. not actually be pushed in your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I joined that discipleship group, there was like real accountability there that I had never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And memorizing scripture and diving deep into the word and glorifying the Lord in our whole like two hours of conversation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so it pushed me. And after that, I was like, oh, well, I can start my own life group because I mean, discipleship group. Because it doesn't require me to have to know all this information. I literally just have to be a step above the people I'm leading Mm. and I can serve them, you know, Mm, and we can hold one another accountable together. And so the Lord just really increased my passion for that and started leading different girls and really diving deep, which was super fun. But then at the same time, it's kind of wild to think back on because all of this is happening around the same time and the Lord's like pushing me in my own walk and sanctifying me and how do I use my voice for his glory um all these things but then also uh that discipleship group leader Miss May she was like Lauren I've been praying for you and for missions and I know we've talked about it some and I know you kind of want to go but I've been praying for you now for two years to go on a short-term trip And it's about time you go. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I think she's tired of praying for me, but I need to go. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, okay, let's see what opportunities are even out there. 
And lo and behold, so this was, I was probably 18 at the time. And this girl reached out to me about going to Haiti. Um, they were working in some organizations down there. And she's like, hey, what if we need like another girl to come? Can you hop on board with us? And I was like, oh my gosh, I would love that. Totally. Um, I was like, here's a wide open door. Let's take it. And I just remember um, sitting on a rooftop in Haiti and it was like the sun was setting. You have like the palm trees. And I had engaged with the culture a little bit at that point. But I remember the Lord was just like, look, this is my creation. These people you see are like part of my creativity and Mm -hmm. part of who I like. I want you to engage with this culture because it's a part of my creativity and how I see the world. You know, like I feel like he's given us different cultures to be able to see him in a different light. Yeah. Um, And so it kind of like hit me in that moment. I was like, oh, this is really neat. Like, yeah. Not like a long, long time ago, we couldn't just hop on a plane to go somewhere and see a different culture. And to be able to have that ability now, I don't know. I was like, oh my goodness, this is so awesome. Yeah. Like I love culture. Yeah. And so I came back to the States and was just like really trying to process all of that because culture shock is a huge thing. And I'm like, okay, what do I even do with all of this that's in my head? Right. And But then at the same time, the Lord's working at, me in all these other different areas and all of them, I was like, I really, I don't know what to do. But then I was like, okay, Lord, I don't want to be, um, to become complacent in my faith either because I've seen this and I want to do something, you know, like give me more. And so I was in another discipleship group and it's really cool because I feel like the Lord just uses people to speak into my life. Um, And so another girl we were talking in just like normal conversation and I was telling them about how much I loved it and I just wanted to do more and she was like you should come to Kenya you should come you should come to Kenya and just come for a week see what it's like you're gonna love it and honestly in my head and I think I told her out loud I was like everybody goes to Africa I do not want to go to Africa <laughs> like that's the stereotypical place yeah. like no that's not for me right. um and I'm a very stubborn person <laughs> and she's like no but you just need to pray about it Lord and I was like okay and then as I was praying about it uh the Lord was just like okay is this your you asked for another opportunity here's one mm. like it might not be what you wanted it to be but are you willing to go yeah and so Oof. I was like, okay, I, I'm going to give it a shot. Let's see. And so I went to Kenya in, I don't even remember, honestly, what year that was. Like the next year, probably. So 2019, 2020, um, 2019, I think. And literally arrived there and again, was just really blown away by um, just the Lord's creativity mm-hmm. in the world and his love for people. Yeah. And then not only his love for people, but his like big heart that he has and his love for me in that, mm. like allowing me to see it and to see him at work in different areas and really seeing our Kenyan brothers and sisters using the talents and gifts God has given them for his glory over there. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes we think, oh, well, some people don't have as much or some people have this, some people have that, even here in America, people are like, oh, well, I don't have that. So therefore I can't make the most of what God's given me. That's honestly like an excuse because no matter where you're at in the world, no matter what you have, you've been given something by God. Right. And the real question is, what has he given you and are you using it 
for his glory. That's so good. And so I was challenged by my Kenyan brothers and sisters because they had taken what God had given them and they're like, here, God, this is what I have. Right. Use it for your glory. Right. And he was their plan A. And so seeing them see him as their plan A and trusting him with everything they had, mm-hmm. literally God like provided the increase. Yep. It was like, bingo, all the things that my faith and my knowledge had taught me growing up of like, oh yeah, believe in the Lord, like trust him with everything you have and he will provide the increase. And the increase looks different for everybody, but seeing our Kenyan brothers and sisters literally on fire for the Lord and literally trusting him, I was like, oh, okay, God, what have you given me? And how can I use that for your glory? And as I went home and was thinking about all the different things, I was like, okay, clearly I have the Lord's given me a gift and a desire for photography and videography. Like that is something that is very unique. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody has. And I was like, okay, how how can I use this for his glory? And in Memphis, I was like, okay, let's start like a photography workshop. Let's get to know new people and see what happens. And lo and behold, it worked. And like just getting to build relationships wow. with people that I typically wouldn't build mm-hmm. relationships with and get to use that gift in a very unique way. And the Lord provided the increase and was able to have different conversations with unbelievers and believers alike um, here in Memphis. And I was like, oh, that worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, God, you're really, uh-huh, you really are yeah. who you say you are. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, this is cool. And so around that time, um, I was talking with one of our Kenyan brothers, his name's Baron, and he was like, Lauren, you have this unique talent in media. What if we use that here in Kenya? And I was like, hmm, but do you really need media? Like media, uh, I feel like there's a lot of other things we need before we get to media. Like mm-hmm. to me, there that was a misconception of like, mm-hmm. okay, God's given me this, but I don't think it can be used anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. You can, if God's given you a gift, you literally can like, he will provide a way. He's put that gift in you for a reason. And if he's put the desire for missions or you know, overseas cross-cultural living, he will make the two go together because he's a big God. So I was kind of like shrinking God by thinking mm. that he can only use media in America. Yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of crazy for me to even say out loud right wow. now. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, maybe that is a possibility. So he's like, well, what if you come for like a summer? What if you come and you disciple students but then also teach media and i was like that's that's wild for me like to come for a whole summer to kenya right like no that's too much um but i'm like okay well maybe it's a summer like i'm gonna graduate soon so maybe i'll go for a summer and i was processing it through with community and everybody's like lauren you love kenya like when we hear you talk about it, you love living cross-culturally like you love cross-cultures you have to go and I was like but do I it's almost like everybody had to tell me before I knew right. uh, <laughs> but then also I was like okay Lord you have to make this clear because for me a summer is a lot right. and I don't want to just do this off the wall for no reason like I want to know why I'm doing what I'm doing right and so um I was reading the Bible daily like I typically do and Jeremiah 1 7 through 8 popped out And it says, don't say I'm too young for you must go where I send you and say what I want you to say. Mm. And don't be afraid of the people for I, the Lord will be with you and will protect you. I have spoken. 
And I was just like, wow. Like I know when <laughs> they wrote that, like Jeremiah, like that was intended for that audience <laughs> in yeah. scripture, but that definitely, but it's for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Lord definitely used that in my journey. And I was like, okay, I am really young and I don't want my season of life to be an excuse to go to the field, you know? Cause I think a lot of times we, we see, oh, well, this is happening in my life. Oh, well, I'm too young or I'm too old or I'm having kids. The kids are too little. I think a lot, oftentimes those are excuses. Um, Cause if God's calling us to something, he's gonna provide the means to get there, you know? And so we were, I was like, okay, well, let's, you've provided it through scripture, clarity through scripture, through people, um, through circumstances. And I was like, okay, we're gonna go for a whole, a whole summer. And I was so excited. I went one more trip, one more week to Kenya. I was like, okay, Lord, you just got to confirm like that this is it before I go. Like I just am going to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I went a second time and I was reading this in my journal this last week. And again, I still didn't fully believe that media at this point could actually be could used work. there. Yeah. Like, yeah, it would work. And I remember I was like sitting in a meeting with a bunch of dudes and as soon as they're like yeah she's hoping to come and do media in, in the summer they all like freaked out like gave me high fives and were like yeah that's right and i was like oh i my faith is like really small right now because this is right. a big need right. um and so i went back from kenya that time i was like oh yeah i'm pumped but do you know what year that was march of 2020 yay <laughs> And literally we landed from that trip and like the next week they were like, so guys, this thing called COVID. That is wild. The timing. Oh yeah. My gosh. And my, I remember one of my close friends was like, oh, COVID is going to last a while. I was like, honey, COVID's only going to last like two weeks. Like, and then we'll be done. Ha ha. Okay, so I mean, because uh, COVID happened and ended up canceling the summer. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so I was like distraught. I was like asking God, okay, why? Because it seems so clear to you. Why are you, this was the plan, you know? Uh Uh-huh. I was like, everything was super clear. You promised it through scripture. You told me through community, like all the things. And now I, like my desire is like really big to go overseas. Mm. And now it's not happening. Right. Like, okay, why? Well, do you want this to happen? I thought you'd, yeah, uh-huh. ask the question. And so in that, as I was wrestling with the Lord and literally crying out to him, I was like, okay, I know that you put this desire in my heart. Um, and so I still like, I'm asking you what's next because I don't believe this was just some small thing. Like you put that desire there for a reason. And so I was like asking him, okay, what's next? Like, this is a global pandemic, but what is next? Like, surely there's something, um, even though it didn't feel like it. And honestly, I, everybody knew how upset I was over the fact mm. that I couldn't go. Cause I was like, you literally Lord confirmed it in every way possible. Right. And now there's this. Mm-hmm. And so it was really wild because there was, um, some people who had been praying for me um, throughout the whole process. And I didn't even know, honestly, we're praying for me mm. and came up to me and were like, Hey, Lawrence, I've been praying for you and all that's happened this summer. Have you heard of this thing called the journeyman program? And I was like, no, 
what the heck's the journeyman program? <laughs> <laughs> and then some other people were like, hey, have you heard of the journeyman program? And I was like, no, what's the journeyman program? <laughs> and so for those of you who do not know, I it is a two-year long, <laughs> it's a two-year long program for anyone who's like, it's really young adults, um, typically people who just graduate and are interested in missions. And so you, all you have to, I don't even think you have to have a bachelor's degree anymore, but they just changed that. But to be able to go and kind of get a feel for what missions is like and living cross-culturally. Um, and some of it is, yes, to see if you want to go long-term, but also if you can serve two years, serve two years. Mm -hmm. So that's a journeyman program. And I was like, okay, two years, no. You're talking about summer. Yeah, I was and like, that was already <laughs> hard for you because you're like two years is a whole different ballgame. Uh -huh. I was like, do you hear yourself right now? Like, and I so back up to when I was like 15, I had read this book um, called Peace Child and read these um, missionary like biographies and all these different things and loved the stories. And loved it so, so much, but I always thought it wouldn't be for me. Mm -hmm. um, I never thought I would be adequate enough. I never thought I'd be qualified, but it turns out you don't have to be adequate or you can be as unqualified as anything because really we're just called to be obedient because yep. um, we're never, never going to reach that exactly. perfectness. Mm -hmm. um, and so as I was asking the Lord what's next and these people are telling me about this thing called the journeyman program, I'm like, okay. You're clearly telling me this from all these people that I'm not expecting to hear from. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe I should look into it. Yeah. And so I'm talking through it with different people. And they're like, yeah, let's see what happens. And uh, I was like, oh, shoot, here we go. <laughs> um, and my prayer, as I was like hitting the apply button, I was like, okay, Lord, you better open the store wide. If not, you better shut it really, really quick, please. Because, like, I don't, like, two years, that's too much. Like, right. I don't really want to do that. Um, right. But at the same time, it would be cool to teach media and the job then at that point because it's a, um, through the journeyman program, it's a job. And so it's, like, 60% discipleship, 40% media. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you've clearly made all of these different things I've been doing my whole life, discipleship, media, my heart for missions to kind of, like, come collide. together. Yeah. Yeah, and Amazing. collide. And I'm like, wow, like, aren't you so cool in that? So mm -hmm. clearly, like, you're leaving me with no excuse to not do this. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, here we go. And what when I hit apply, typically it takes somebody like six to 12 months to go through the application process. And it ended up from hitting apply in August of 2020, I was then at our training in January of 21. Wow. So it took me like five months. And I was like, okay, Lord, you clearly mm. opened the door wide. Yeah. And again, didn't leave, want to leave room for excuse. And so the last two and a half years, because I ended up extending my term, I've been in Kenya. And it has been the most sanctifying wow. two years of my life. Yeah. Um, and I'm here stateside for a few months and hoping to go back. Um but yeah, it's kind of been wild. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just to hear you talk about how God has just made all of those things come together and giving those de those desires and then even just your confusion about, wait, I thought you opened all these doors and then he closed one to open an even bigger 
yeah window for you to go Which through is wild so wow i'm just thankful just we talked about it earlier but just the verse from proverbs we can make our plans but god uh-huh. directs our steps and as we seek him first the things that we've been you know doing and following align as they align with his will and it just comes to fruition how he planned it all and it's just it's yeah. just amazing and you learn so much throughout the process too and yeah. it's like he literally like through that whole process, it's like, okay, I'm clinging to you, Lord, which I think honestly did set me up for that transition to Kenya. It was like, I'm not clinging to my circumstances because now after like living through the global pandemic, we know they can change in a heartbeat. Um, So it's like, okay, I'm clinging to you in this, even in this transition to Kenya. And I had literally never, I grew up in Memphis. (laughs) And so I lived in the exact same house the whole 21 years or however Mm. long. I was however old I was at that point. And then literally the first move of my life, because I commuted to college, was to Nairobi. Wow. And so I'm like, okay, the first move of my life during a global pandemic across the world, like literally is happening. And it definitely challenged me. I'm like, okay, what am I clinging to? Because when you move overseas, nobody knows you. Nobody knows what the term Molesky, my last name, like <laughs> nobody has any collection when you walk into a coffee shop. I mean, there's not even a whole, whole lot of coffee shops there, <laughs> you know, like yeah. everything is so different. Like your team, nobody knows you on your team. And yeah. so it's like, okay, when nobody knows who mm. I am, who am I? Yeah. Um, And that really kind of ripped me to shreds mm. in the beginning because people back at home in our American culture, we love to be independent and we applaud independency. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when we look and I totally loved being independent and loved like everybody's like, well, you're so independent. You're going to be fine when you move to Kenya, like blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, you're right, girl. Uh, <laughs> and then I moved to Kenya, and I was like, why is not okay? <laughs> um, but I think I learned from that, too, when you're talking with people. Everybody has good intentions, but mm-hmm. when you're living, moving overseas, learn from people who have moved overseas yeah. um, for that kind of stuff. Because I think the enemy used that unpreparedness to really attack um, my homesickness because mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be perfectly fine, which was – a very selfish view um, and I didn't really honestly depend on people back at home mm. for much um, and I think biblical community in Acts 2 it talks about how we do help one another we do pray for one another and see each other's needs you know and that I mean I did that but I compartmentalized it mm. and saved that for like just discipleship time or just you know Sundays or but it wasn't like everything throughout my life i wasn't depending on him first and foremost and then community you know um and so when you're in a position of okay nobody knows you you don't have a friend here Mm. um we're gonna start building friendships but how do i number one depend i was forced to depend on the lord in a way yeah i hadn't before um but then also he was like okay how are you going to get to know community Mm. like how are you going to get to know people how are you going to build these not only cross-cultural relationships, but like teaming relationships with people that I don't know that well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really challenging because the enemy, and honestly, I allowed the enemy to continue to fester in that area and didn't take my thoughts captive as well as I should have. 
and for a while did not um, trust anybody, which there were a few people I trusted like 80%, but I didn't trust anybody 100%. Mm -hmm. And time went on and it literally was like 10 months, 11 months in, and I still was that unhealthy. (laughs) And a lot of ministry stuff happened that kind of spiraled that even deeper down into not trusting people. And a sweet friend came and visited me and I I just like, she's a friend from home. I just started talking to her like I typically would back in Memphis and just told her all these things. And she's like, Lauren, have you, have you told anybody these things? And I'm like, uh, no, now that you say that, I don't think I really have. Mm -hmm. She's like, you need to tell somebody locally these things. And I was like, oh, but that kind of like hurts because I have this wall up right now Mm -hmm. and I don't want it to go down because I'm safe here. Or at least I thought I was safe and healthy here, but that was just a lie from the enemy. It's like, you got to tear that wall down and trust people. And so I was talking through it with the Lord and one night I was like, I don't want to. Like, that's scary. (laughs) Like, I don't want to trust these people who I kind of know. Um, And the Lord very clearly was like, I've put these people in your path, whether you like it or not, um, and you need to trust them Mm. because I've put them here for a reason. Right. and that's not, you don't trust everybody, exactly. <laughs> um, but the people that God has specifically in your biblical community given you, um, you got to trust them because mm-hmm. we're all image bearers and we all have things to learn from one another, whether it's people I typically would go to. Because here in Memphis, you got all the friends in the world, you know, growing up here. I could have a person for this, a person for that, and it's great. But then when you move over there, it's like, oh, how how do I, like, I I don't want, when I hang out with so-and-so, this is not like my bestie back at home. So therefore I do not want to become her friend and to trust her. And I was comparing, which is so sinful and so selfish and so prideful of me. And so once I got past that hurdle of like, okay, let's trust one or two people, just one or two people, a hundred percent. And the Lord was super gracious. And once me and a couple of my friends, worked through that because we are very different people <laughs> and work through those different personalities and conflict and all the different things. It's now been like a year later and even more so. It's been super fun because we're able to see things right. from different perspectives. And then, learn from each other. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so it's been really neat to see how the Lord used even that. And now it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. I see why you did that, but it was really tricky for me. Yeah, I'm sure you have so many more lessons and just I can't wait to listen to it again even just to collect all of those but one thing I think specifically has stuck out to me throughout you just talking to me for these few minutes is just the big God mentality and in all these things whether it be in these relationships whether it be you know when you were first starting thinking about media and missions and all this stuff working together you know you said oh wow I have such a small view of God because mm-hmm. I'm not trusting him fully yeah. And that's just woo, hit me in the chest. And I'm so thankful. Um, even though conviction's hard, I'm so thankful every time because it's just God I know God is saying that to me out of love. Yeah. And that's just so convicting not to have a small little view of God because it's like you said, it's really prideful because we're trying to do it and we are trying to figure it out. Yeah. But just having trusting God with everything, our first fruits, everything. And seeing what he can do, what he can do with these relationships. You thought, I can't talk to them, you know. Oh, I can't do media and missions together. You know, all these things. 
And just it's encouraging to me not to have a little view of God, but to have that big God mentality and to trust him fully with everything, with all my desires, with all my relationships. And I'm rambling now, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So that's really, really um, so good and so wise. Um, And I I just appreciate you telling about that. Um, My next question, and I'm um, excited to hear you expound on these. I was so excited when she sent me um, these characteristics, but what are, um, the three characteristics about the Lord that has stood out the most to you over your life, but also, you know, specifically why you've been in Africa as he's been teaching you so much. I know this so much. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's interesting because I think the fun part about living overseas is that you get to, or at least I have been able to experience the char- characteristics of God through experience you know a lot of times it's just like that head knowledge but it's like oh he says he's Elroy Mm -hmm. he says he's the God who sees us and there's been like I was talking about community a lot of lonely you know times where it's like okay I I don't know where I am like I don't know what I'm doing I'm very discouraged today and I don't feel like anybody knows me Um, but then he would use different people from different scenarios so some of my closest friends were like message me right then you know or it'd be like hey can we come hang out and do this and mm-hmm. I feel like that Elroy he's the God who sees he often yeah. sees us through people um which kind of honestly has spurred me on to encourage other people and to wow. be intentional with other people yeah. because he has given us this biblical community to be intentional and to care for one another because if at the end of the day if we think about it we've all kind of been through something um, but how are we caring for one another deeply? Not this surface level, oh, hey, how are you? But like, let's take it a step further and be like, okay, what is God teaching you spiritually? What are you learning <laughs> from our creator? Or even to an unbeliever, it's like, okay, who, what do you see in this moment? Like, tell me your thoughts, you know? <laughs> like, let's learn from one another. And I don't know, it's just wow, because like, okay, he is Elroy, the God who sees. Mm. And it's been just super, super cool to see how he's worked through community, but then also in the silent, quiet places um, where, honestly, there's been some dangerous moments of living on that side of the world. Um, And I travel a lot for my job. And so traveling overseas is a little bit bit different and uh, a little wild. But (laughs) in those moments of, okay, Lord, you see me. In this and you are the Lord of hosts mm. which is like you know directly translated of well I don't know if it's actually directly but <laughs> you know the angels yeah. and he's in, the Lord of angels and demons like he is in charge mm-hmm. even of the spiritual realm yeah and that's the God who's sees me in this moment yeah and is on my side wow. <laughs> um, and he is Jehovah Shema um, the one who is there Mm-hmm. And even though he's this huge, big God who's like in this culture in Kenya and this culture in America and all these other cultures around the world, it's like he still has chosen to see me mm-hmm. and to be here with me, um, which is just like how unworthy am I? Because I'm like the worst sinner. If there's anything I've learned, it's like, okay, I am a messed up, prideful, stubborn, mm-hmm. like arrogant person. <laughs> But the Lord uses our sin even for his glory, you know, like we're just broken vessels to be used for his glory. But then how how awesome is it that he's allowed me to still see him move in some really, really cool ways 
amidst the brokenness in the world. And then yeah. on top of that, to be there with me when it's a sketchy situation. Mm. Um, and he is my peace. Yeah. Jehovah, Jehovah Shalom and Jehovah Shema. I think I got him. Yeah, you did. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's my peace. And in the chaos of it all, like, he's got my back. And thankfully, I don't really process what I've been through until after the fact. I'm like, wow. Okay, God, you like really yeah. are even my protector, you yeah. know? Um, and it encourages those experiences of like seeing his character at work has really pushed me to grow and trust him more. Um, yeah. Because like, oh, he is who he says he is. Yeah. So therefore, how, how can I implement this into my daily life? And then being back in America, it's like, okay, in this task oriented culture, how do we, in this distracting cult, distracted culture, really, if I'm being blatantly honest, um, mm. how do we make sure we don't put God in a box? Because don't get me wrong, all the reminders and the tasks, those are great. Like, I love productivity. I'm a big fan. I got my own reminders app and all the things. But are we putting God in a box when we do that? And how do we, like, walk by the Holy Spirit right. even in that, in right. a day-to-day basis? Right. Um, so, yeah. That's so good. I mean, I think one reason why I got so excited when you sent me the the characteristics is because you could just say those names to yourself and it's like a a pack of a whole sermon in there. I mean, you have, I mean, then there's just, that's just a minuscule amount of the characteristics of the Lord because he's perfect. You know, he's the God of truth of that iniquity. He's just and right and beautiful and holy and he's our counselor. You know, there's so many verses that we could go to, but I just, those really seem to just pack a punch. I love um, hearing all those. It's just so encouraging. He is the God who sees. He is there and he is our peace. And that, I mean, what else can I say? I'm just, I'm blown away by our Lord. And talking about having that good, that big God mentality, start to think about a few. These are, this is literally three of the know, right? many, many attributes of God. Yeah. And he seems huge to me uh-huh. and we're thinking about that only just three things and we haven't even gotten to his love and forgiveness and et cetera, et cetera, you know, yeah, just amazing. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And just even in the, the practical moments, you know, of, of loneliness, but he sees you there, you know, just all those different things. So I'm so grateful for you sharing that. Um, so thank you for that. But for my last question, um, what is your favorite verse slash verses? You can share more than one. <laughs> and I guess why has it been so special to you? Oh, okay. So I love a verses for each like season that I'm walking in. And it was interesting. I'm actually going to pull up the verse. Yeah, I for sure. don't fully have it memorized. Whoopsies. <laughs> um, but before the summer hit, I felt like the Lord wanted me to start to memorize Isaiah 43. And specifically, verses 18 through 19 um, stood out to me. And to preface that, like the whole chapter is just talking about who God is and like what he is to us. Mm -hmm. And then 18 and 19 verses, they say, um, do not call to mind the former things or ponder on things of the past. For behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. And will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. 
And if I'm being honest, when I first read that, I was like, okay, like, how does this, like, apply to me? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been thinking through this whole year, like, this transition to America. Um, and coming back to a home where you grew up in, and now my perspective on life has changed drastically. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, people remem- remember me as this person, and now I'm, like, a lot different than I used mm-hmm. to be. And as I was processing through that, he brought that verse, and it literally says, don't call to mind the former things or ponder on things of the past. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I used to be this, like, super, super quiet girl who, like, knew what she believed but wasn't super vocal about it. And the Lord's pushed me in a whole, whole lot of ways, and I've trusted him in a whole, and he's allowed me to see him move in awesome ways. And I don't want in that moment, I was like, I don't want my past to come back up when I transition to mm-hmm. America again, um, because he's made me and sanctified me in this way. Right. I don't want to go back to those former right. things. And it was honestly kind of scary because I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to react because I've never moved a second time. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm clinging to this scripture, <clears throat> excuse me, to not hold on to these things of the past. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, <clears throat> sorry, no, I didn't know. I was going to be traveling to the literal jungle in the middle of the summer in another country on the continent of Africa. Um, And I literally, like, the Lord worked in some really cool ways. There's a lot of trauma that happened and a lot of other things that happened. But when I got back, I revisited this verse, and the second half of it um, says, I will even make a roadway in the wilderness. And I was like, dude, I literally just went to the wilderness and like was going on a road that wasn't a roadway. And like, so not only did I, I have a visual for it. So it's like, okay, he literally did that. But then also metaphorically speaking, it's like, no. I love that you got to see that both ways. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you with this because Mm -hmm. even when I transition back to America and I feel like there's not really a way for me here, Mm -hmm. I've been able to see him do that both literally and metaphorically yeah. and like spiritually but now i can hold on to that verse in this season right now even right. i'm like okay i have no idea right. what my quote unquote role is i look the part here i can't act the part here mm-hmm. and i don't want to act all the part here mm-hmm. but what is this road you want me on right, right now lord um and when it does seem like the future is super unknown and scary and it is kind of wilderness like i love that visual like literally just like jungle everywhere. Mm. And you don't know what the future holds. Like he's going to make a way when it feels like there is no way. Yeah. Um, Because he is the way maker. Yeah. You know, it goes back to the character of God. And it's just, wow. That's so good. I mean, I'm just kind of, you said it, you said it already, but I'm blown away that you got to see that in so many different ways. And just as we've been talking about this big God and the God of all these characteristics, just he's the God of all of that of the physical, of America, of Kenya. He's the same. And you may feel like, oh, my personality different in America. You know, like what am I supposed to be? But we we are changing. He's the same. And we're supposed to cling to him and become more like him every day. And how do we do that? By clinging to him. Yeah. It's like, how much are we missing out though? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I wouldn't change it. Like there's so much that happened that was crazy. But then also so much that happened that was so beautiful. Yeah. And it's like how much even to me right now, like I need to fully today surrender to his will. Yes. And going back, that's in my brain. I'm like, oh, now I kind of know what that means. And that's, it's honestly a lot scarier. Yeah. 
this time around. Yeah. And it's like, but even still, am I fully surrendered today? Mm -hmm. And honestly, yesterday, it might have been 80%, Mm -hmm. you know, but I want to be fully surrendered to his will, whether that's me staying in America. So I think each of us need to be fully open to what he wants, Mm -hmm. no matter where we are on a map yeah. because he's the same everywhere like he the lord convicted me as i was processing going back career um and there's you know the verse that everybody knows in the bible belt of cease striving and know that i'm god mm-hmm. and i've been clinging to that one but the next verse after says i will be exalted among the nations and i will be exalted in the earth and mm-hmm. that that i will be exalted it doesn't matter where we're at on a map. He's going to be exalted because he doesn't need me. He doesn't need you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need any of us, but he's allowed us to play a part. And so are we being fully surrendered to whatever he wants, wherever that looks like for us as individuals? Because nobody's more spiritual for being one place on a map or that place on a map. We're all the same, but are we all fully surrendered mm-hmm. to even the little parts of us that don't really want to go, you know? Yeah. And have we made time to see striving to stop and to think and that's been one part that i've been processing through being back in memphis is like okay are we taking the time in this culture to stop and think Mm -hmm. and not only think about how we are but think and listen to god and what his will is for our lives because so many people like well i don't know what god wants i don't know what god wants here there there have we stopped to take the time Mm -hmm. to think and to pray because wow. like it's in the silence that he speaks to us you know mm-hmm. not just me rambling off all that oh lord i need this i need this i'm hoping for this but it's in the silent and in the waiting that he's like okay here i am yeah yeah i think one thing that is so encouraging slash convicting slash just enlightening is you were saying he you know he's the god of it all this is you know when i, I guess when i was first thinking about this I'm thinking about, you know, you being on mission and, and in a different country. No, no, no. This is the same wherever you are. Yeah. It's not just Lauren Kenya mode. Yeah. It's Lauren wherever you are mode. And that should yeah. be how it is for all of us. It's not just when we're when we're a missionary. Oh, that girl, she's devoted to Christ fully. She's a like missionary. she's doing it. I don't got to yeah. do it. She's got it. Please don't put no, it all on us. It's, it's wherever you are. Yeah. And that's. Even though that sounds even silly for me to be so like, whoa, yeah, nobody it for is, yeah. yeah, like you said that, and that's just encouraging, motivating, convicting, um, and just all of it, and it's that's so good, and so I really appreciate you sharing that. Before we close, is there anything else that you have on your heart to just share with any any of us? Um, I would just remind us all, myself included, that like ultimately the great commission is to go and make disciples, not to make converts. It's to make disciples and Mm. we're commanded of the Lord to do that. And so how are you and how am I living that out right here, right now? Not, not just when we are off of work, not just when I'm living in Kenya, like how am I living by the Holy spirit to make disciples day by day? Yeah. Um, but that's really encouraging. I could, I should, I have to think about that one. That's so know, good. Right? Wow. That is, I have so much to chew on. Um, I'm just so blessed. Thank you so much for just, I, I think I told you earlier, you know, I started this podcast to try to encourage others and I'm, 
I just thank and praise God how he just blessed me. Like it just feels like a shower of blessing just to hear from your wisdom and what he's taught you. And I'm excited um, to apply it. Yeah, I think that's such a good example though because when we're walking in obedience, no matter what that looks like, we'll get to see something that otherwise had we said no to, we wouldn't have been able to see. Mm -hmm. So therefore, like we're missing so much if we say no. So are we saying yes? You know, and you've been able to see that, which is so cool and so encouraging because it's like here in America, that's a way that you've seen the Lord working because you said yes. And had you said no, you wouldn't see all these. I was looking on the podcast, like all these different testimonies. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, well, praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. That's exactly what I was going to say after you said that. I was going to say praise the Lord because he knows all glory goes to him for that. So I, I just okay. really appreciate you and well, um, being you. here. Yes. I mean, I'm just so excited we got to see each other again. <laughs> I know, right? Really, this six year drought. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we got to make sure that doesn't happen again. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I'm just super blown away. But y'all definitely should uh, follow her on Instagram for all of her little wonderful <laughs> pictures of this beautiful culture. That's just a little add in. I had to well, say, just so, and she really is so gifted in her media. I'm so thankful that just how God has blessed that all to come together. So thank you so much for being here today. And I hope that y'all are encouraged and listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. To connect with us further, you can follow us on Instagram at On My Heart Podcast, and we love to hear from every single one of you. Finally, I just wanted to leave you with a theme verse of the podcast, which is 1 Corinthians 15, 58. And it says, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.